0: Welcome to Here Come the Sequels, a full spoiler podcast where we take a look at popular film franchises one movie at a time. I'm Tyler. And I'm a wizard, Harry. me, I'm Alex. (laughs) This week,
1: we are taking a look at... I really really put my heart and soul into that one.
0: (laughs) (laughs) We're taking a look at Harry Potter and the
1: Philosopher's Stone. If you're British, right? Isn't that... Is that the only country where they called it that? Yes, and only the book. Well, okay, so they, they the movie was officially released as yes. Sorcerer's Stone everywhere. Okay. Yes. okay, okay, I was a little confused about that. So Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone we're starting starting with the Harry Potter franchise, uh, which will lead us through to the Fantastic Beasts and I don't care or right. whatever. Um, that directed by Chris Columbus uh, from two thousand and one, and it has an eighty percent score on Rotten Tomatoes and eighty two percent audience score first one critics yeah sounds good <laughs> so pretty even there uh tyler uh do you like this movie <laughs> yes okay good what's your best well thing so you know
0: can find it? us online in here <laughs> um my so... sure
1: i give it a c good night everyone <laughs>
0: good day sir uh so
1: Better or worse than Star Wars: The Last Jedi? <laughs> <laughs> ah! <laughs> not again! Oh god. Uh,
0: I'll start with my worst thing,
1: which is that. Ooh, you're subverting expectations. Because then. I don't have a best thing right now. Okay, I, I'll come fine. up with something. It's fine. Okay. It's not that I can't. Anyway. Well, that's funny because I'm not sure if I have a worst thing. Okay. But I do well, have a best thing. That's
0: so, a... so my worst thing is that. Is a John Williams score? No. <laughs> my worst thing is... Leave now, sir. I'll handle this podcast by myself from now on. And it will just be you humming along to the John Williams <laughs> yes. Harry Potter score. Yes. Uh, no, my, my worst thing is, in general, the fact that this movie is so dead set on being, like, <clears throat> almost an exact adaptation without yeah. really trying to translate it into the language of film yeah and especially at the beginning this movie takes a while for you to like settle in yeah it takes a while for it to start giving scenes time to breathe it's just sort of one thing after another thing after another uh got very weird pacing yeah where you're just sitting here like oh okay i guess we're we're done with that okay now we're moving okay 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 like i
1: think for children it's not a problem yeah and you know this movie is is all in all kids movie i don't know what you're talking about well it's pg for starters should have been r i want the snyder cut where give me the Quoron cut (laughs) where 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 harry is uh, like puts his face on coral or his hands on coral's face and there's just blood just shooting out of his eyes right between the eyes it's like raiders of lost ark oh my god he boops his nose and there's just blood everywhere. what is this magic <laughs> oh god but yeah I, I feel like going with that it kind of reminds me and I'm going to go with another Zack Snyder reference here because uh, we've never do- done that before on this podcast but I, I feel like a lot of people complain about that with Watchmen how it's a very literal adaptation mm-hmm. and thusly kind of misses a lot of the the meat of it mm-hmm. what it really means um. I feel like it's less of a problem with Watchmen. Well, yeah, just we both
0: generally like
1: watching them. Well, movie just because of the the medium that it's going with, because comics are visual. Yes. So automatically, yeah. that carries over There's, a lot better. It's, it's than harder. Just, yeah, it's harder. This to... is just the the book is third person narration. Yes. And the movie, I mean, you can't you can't do that with a movie. Yes. So we miss
0: a lot of like what the characters are kind of thinking and. Yeah
1: it's a little weird it's a little weird
0: i mean the big it's really just the biggest issue at the beginning but in general we sort of slide into this rhythm eventually yeah um yeah i don't know it's it's just a weird way of doing it and there's there's a couple of other weird transitions throughout the movie where it's just like oh now we're doing this thing yeah and uh, efficient would be a good word for it as well yeah uh but i would say that's not necessarily any good way
1: Mm mm-hmm come up with the best thing or do you want to pass it over to me and then come go, back go, you? You, you go and okay. we'll, we'll, we'll do it weird my best thing is going to be john williams score <laughs> Fair. um and it's not one of those cases because you and i we i i think we've identified that most cases where we say the score is the best thing is when the movie's just really terrible and we're having to come up with something i don't know you say that it's been a long
0: time since we've actually had to do
1: that but there have like. been several cases where there, there were
0: especially early on there were a lot yeah. of cases of
1: that um but i don't feel that way here mm-hmm. i think this movie is overall average, but it's got a really good cast and some really good production design and yes. a a wonderful score. Yes. Uh, particularly like pretty much everything at the end. Uh, like when when Neville gets that extra ten points and then Gryffindor wins the house cup and everybody cheers. It's great. And then when when Hagrid gives Harry the little book with the, with the pictures of his parents in it, all the music swells. It's all great. Uh, yep. And they keep that for the first two movies and then they bring back that that little piece that plays at the end in deathly Hallows part two and i have a problem with the lack of continuity with, <laughs> with some of the scores later on because it's just like oh we've got the hedwig theme and that's it mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's just strange because uh, John williams he did he did these through azkaban and i feel like azkaban's score feels very different from the first two first two feel pretty uh similar right. continuity-wise. Uh, th- that's just something I'll have to look at as, as we keep going forward. Uh, not to say that the scores in the other movies are bad. Um, just different. Patrick Doyle, the guy who did my favorite MCU score for Thor, mm. did the score for Goblet of Fire. Hmm. And I remember that being actually a pretty good score. So. What about 5 through 7? It's different people. Which is weird because it's David Yates directing all of them, so you'd, yeah. f- you'd figure that he'd have the same composer, but apparently not. Um... Huh. But yeah, I feel like I don't know. It, it, once again, John Williams is able to just come up with a theme that, when you the first second you hear it, you recognize. Yeah. You're like, Oh, that's Harry Potter. Yeah. Oh, that's Superman. Oh, that's Indiana Jones. Like he's just the master. Of that. Star Wars. You remember Star Wars? <laughs> Man. But yeah, I I really really dig the score. Um, my worst thing. Uh, I think it's just going to be the averages, averageness of the production, if that, yeah. if that's, if that makes any sort of sense, just because the directing is very standard. There's nothing really special to a lot of the cinematography. The editing's very, uh, particularly with the pacing, it's, it's yes. just kind of weird. Um, and I think that, see, I, I don't want to be too hard on Chris Columbus because, you know, you have to. He has to successfully start the franchise Mm -hmm. um and there's a lot of work that goes into that like he has to cast everyone and make sure that they're good for at least seven movies he has to find the locations and for the most part they've stayed the same uh there's a lot of work that he had to put into it but i feel like overall his directing is just very average right um and maybe that's what you needed for at least the first couple movies Uh maybe maybe that ended up being really necessary i don't know but um like the third one, then that, that's apparent. It is. That's like everybody's favorite, yes. and I'll that's never been my opinion. The third one's never been At my least. favorite. Maybe, maybe. maybe just because of the story, um, mm-hmm. I haven't really paid attention to like the filmmaking stuff. And of course, yes. Alfonso Coron excuse me, like really good director. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it'll be interesting to rewatch that one. Uh, but I feel like if you had someone more like that, and that's sort of my movies, thing is. Uh,
0: i'll be interested to, as we watch these to see just how much of a missed opportunity i feel like these movies were because i mean as much as obviously they were huge deals everyone harry potter has been the most lasting had the most lasting cultural impact of like anything since star wars
1: yeah. probably
0: of, in terms of just
1: like permeating everyday like yeah knowledge well plus i wouldn't call it Except for one of them, we'll get to that one. I'm not going to say which mm-hmm. one it is. I feel like you can't call any of these bad. Yes, but that's
0: it's the other the other thing of how many of them can you call spectacular or like excellent,
1: like maybe um, a couple.
0: And and that's sort of my my thinking is that and the fact that there was a lot of non continuity in terms of creative control and everything. Yeah. Um, the final couple, and I'll have to do some research when we actually get to the last two parts of part. So the two parts of part seven uh neither of them from i believe box office wise they both they made a ton of money opening weekend and then really fizzled out quickly from what i remember i'll, I'll have to look that up and, and check on that but that's just really like it's and it's not even necessarily that the movie the movies were bad or, and that's what the audiences were responding to it was just yeah. like the entire they built this fan base where the entire fan base was like i'm gonna be there day one watched it and then there was not much else to to sustain it because it was really appealing to the hardcore, the the massive hardcore Harry Potter fan base. Yeah. Uh, as and once that once that had kind of burned through it, there wasn't as much to sustain your average moviegoer, and that's sort of what I'm curious about. Yeah. Uh, as we go through these, i I'm, I really want to watch to see if there could have been more done
1: to make that work. I don't know. That's interesting because I've never really probably just because these, these movies ended before I really got interested in like the like behind the scenes yeah. stuff and, and really getting to like box office stuff and like marketing yeah. budgets and all, all those shenanigans um, so I never really paid attention to how much money the Harry Potter movies mm-hmm. made I was always like everybody goes to see them they probably yeah. just each make a billion yeah. um, I just remember like the two top movies from like 2009 were Half-Blood Prince and Transformers Revenge of the Fallen and I <laughs> remember that being very very strange to me yes can we, can we take the, all the money from Revenge of the Fallen and just move it to Star Trek? Like something that's at least mildly <laughs> good? Yep. Give all the money to JJ. Remember <laughs> Avatar was 2007, right? No, that was 2009. That no, was 2009. Yeah. So that... When, when did that have been well, the thing is, that that movie comes out in December, true, so true, it's true, true. almost like it's a
0: 2010 yeah, movie. Yeah, yeah, true. I don't know.
1: I, but I remember before that... It and was that movie didn't of,
0: necessarily make everything in one month. It made everything in like... A year, a year,
1: yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah, did you come up with the best thing?
0: So my best thing in general is the the feeling that this movie evokes, not in a nostalgic sense, but in terms of you mentioned this as right when they get to Diagon Alley, um, just like everything, like we're looking at Gringotts, yeah, and and Olivanders, and and just. Everything evokes this this amazing sense of wonder. Hogwarts is beautifully designed, and there's there's a ton of really interesting stuff going on in the background that just makes it feel. Like, I mean, it, it really does feel like it's it's, and that's what that's more what I'm looking for in terms of adapting the language of the books into the language of film, where, they, I feel like he does a pretty good job of that, but there could be so much more done in order to
1: really bring the characters to life. Yeah, that's that's why it's strange to. To talk about how great a lot of the production design is. Yes. And, like, the look of, look of the world. But then to be like, but the actual, like, shooting the camera and making it yes. into a movie is where we start to have some issues. Yes. It's very... And it's it's a very nuanced yes. uh, problem. <laughs> and It's I, not just straight up, oh, the movie just looks bad.
0: Yeah, I should also say my other consideration was that the... was just to say the cast. Um, yes. But I almost it's hard to say that for this movie because we are working large with a child with very young actors and, and you can
1: tell that a lot of them have yes. a lot of potential, but yes, can we get one more take Rupert? <laughs> Just one more. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Maybe don't be so overdramatic. There, there's, there's a lot As of that. For me. I'll be a knight. Why is he the only one on a horse? I don't know. We'll talk about it. Uh, uh-huh. uh, Harry and Hermione, they just stand in spots. Ron's actually on a horse. Because yes. they didn't want a scene of a... Uh, I'm totally stealing your thunder here. You told me this while we were watching the movie. So is it so the the whatever, the whatever queen or whichever, the knight... The queen. Is it so the queen doesn't like cut his head off? It's just like, oh, it just stabs the horse. He's fine. Yes. Or stab him. I See, I've, I've recently started rereading the books. And I'm like in the middle of uh, Prisoner of Azkaban. I, for the life of me, cannot remember um uh, Sorcerer's Stone how how that all works that out with the, with the chess scene, yeah. It mm. It's like I don't remember if they just stand in spots and he weirdly gets on a horse. I don't <laughs> I don't remember. <laughs> well, well I, I, I might have that to that re- is such a nitpick, but it's just I might weird. have to reread
0: the I mean I'm getting a hankering for it, so I'm, i might have to go back through and then we can we can cover you can be a, you can be moving ahead and then I'll I'll check behind and we'll we'll get it from both ends. Um but anyway the it feels unfair to give it to to praise the cast when ave in this particular movie they're not maybe as quite as good as i mean there's there's only so much you can expect from child actors but there's you should just praise the adults <laughs> well that's kind of and that's kind of what it comes down to is that like everyone else is pretty much amazing uh but then the kids the the protagonists are just not quite there um
1: how have we never and gotten just a snape movie what do you mean like uh, i don't care about fantastic Beasts. <laughs> just do like a whole snape series of his backstory i feel like that's just kind of interesting played by ben and the i'm not gonna say he no. he has a good alan rickman impression I, mean, I don't know if you've ever heard it it's good stuff i'm not gonna say um, no yep yeah. Who cares about Fantastic Beasts? I'm sorry. I, I have not seen the movie, okay? But I just cannot care. There is a reason for
0: that. It's because you don't care.
1: It's because I don't care. Uh, but, uh, that's the weird thing about Harry Potter. I don't care very much about the magic world side of it. That's just a backdrop for characters that I like. Mm-hmm. It's kind of hard. Like, I'm, I'm probably a little bit. It's kind of like. No, not exactly. It's not like Star Wars at all. Um, Star Wars, I'm completely fine with a new cast of characters coming in. Like, I, I like, like all the, the the new characters in the in the Disney movies. Yep. Um, that's that's not my problem with some of those. Um, and like Solo, I like all the new characters in Solo. I like Solo. Sue me. Um, I will. I actually saw it. Thank you. <laughs> can you say the same? <laughs> I mean, Tyler can because he saw it with me. That's but correct. can but can everyone else? T- I feel like we were. The I only- actually I actually ducked out. Oh, okay. I got a refund uh, before before it started. No.
0: I was not It's not feeling it. Oh. Disney's ruining Star Wars, so... I give it a solid B-. minus. Despite the fact that I really enjoyed that movie, uh, Disney's ruining Star Wars, so I can't support that.
1: They're making too many Star Wars movies. I mean, they are making too many <laughs> Star Wars movies, but... <laughs> That's besides the point. But it's
0: almost like they're listening, aside from Warner Brothers, to bring us back around to Harry Potter. Um... <laughs> except Warner Brothers never really did anything egregious with Harry Potter as far well, as th- I'm sure they did I think did. they
1: realized just how based on how just, much of a runaway train this well, was just, just based on the popularity of the books I feel like they were just like yeah we can just have them just make the book yeah. and yeah. that's why this is such a literal adaptation sure that's true yeah they, they, there's never really been it's amazing how yeah. safe this movie feels and I'm sure at the time it wasn't at all but yeah. just it, compared to, to Fellowship well, of the what, Ring, Well, that's it, it's, it, it wasn't a safe concept, so they made it yeah, a safe movie. Yeah, but compared to Fellowship of the Ring, came out the same year, mm-hmm. and it's like that has to shift a lot of stuff around from the book, and you know, it has to mm-hmm. cut certain sections. This one completely like
0: restructures the pacing.
1: Yeah, this one just completely focuses on what are the main plot points we have to achieve. Yes. In order to make this a two-hour twenty-minute, can movie, we make maybe? the characters memorable yeah. by replicating scenes from the book? Yes. And can we make it look and feel like people would imagine the book? Yeah. Well, it's, it's so weird because that's... A lot of times that's one of the main problems with adaptation. Because mm. people... You imagine. It, it's never going to be what, what people imagine yes. in their heads. But somehow... Maybe it's because I... I mean, for me personally, it's because I saw the movies first.
0: See, I don't... Th-
1: I didn't see... Or at least I saw the first. When theme. did this movie come out again? 2001.
0: Right, you just said that. Um, I... Don't know which one I... Read or saw first? Interesting. Uh, I, but it might just be because it was around the same time that it's sort of aligned for me, that my idea of the Harry Potter world yeah. aligned for me. But at the same time, I don't know. Like, I feel it, like it it's nails one of those. It.
1: It's one of those things where when I read the book and I see the the events, the locations the described, I'm like, yeah. that's how the movie is. Oh, yeah, like Diagon yeah. Alley. Yeah. It's just straight up how it's described exactly. in the book. Exactly kind of changed my worst thing to when those little kids are like wow well, look the new nimbus 2000 it's the fastest model yet it's, very it's like specific. oh it's like Harry specifically walked by so they could tell him that so he could get that later and we know what they're talking about yep wait what's that on the ground is that the script <laughs> no it's a nimbus 2000 <laughs>
0: it's the fastest in the wizarding world um so what was your best thing i feel. Yeah, we the feel, feel because yeah, i was saying that i considered going for the cast but yeah. i don't think it's fair to give it to the cast yet and it, it would almost be giving credit for the fact that they did find child actors who developed into really good actors yes but then again it could just be that they're working with a director who's good with child actors yeah. and yeah. so over time they're just they're the development of their skills worked out well yeah. because they were working with
1: and directors who j- and helped. for those who don't know chris columbus uh the main thing he's known for is other than these Mm -hmm. are the first couple of Home Alone movies so and Percy Jackson and Pixels and Pixels oh boy I feel like he's one of those standard like he's he's the more positive version of a Brett Ratner type where you just call him in and he'll do whatever you want I feel like he's he's on the positive end of that spectrum He's also, not a
0: autour, he's just he's there not, to
1: uh but he's also not a They're ter- like,
0: "Hey, can I can you paint my, my 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 house this color?" and he's like, "Yep." And they're like, "You know, I, I think that color uh is, is a little off. Maybe maybe, you know, do you, do you think we could uh, well, you, you got another color to give me? Well, couldn't you say, aren't you a painter? Like aren't you aren't you supposed to be good at this? Could you maybe provide some, No, no. No, just put some so, paints,
1: put the paints on the house. It'll look good. It also helps. At least, publicly speaking, he's not a terrible human being. <laughs> sure, sure. It's always a plus. That's always a plus. Um, well, it's just interesting because I, I did a little bit of research about like how he kind of dealt with the kids in, mm-hmm. in terms of trying to get them to act. And a lot of times he would just set up multiple cameras that way he could kind of piece together the performances that he sure. liked in the editing room. Um, Pretty smart. I mean, yeah. it, it. I you can see how that.
0: I, I I can see how he did that and how it worked. Yeah. Like, yeah. this is, uh, it's always nice to see someone who see a director who is that who is very proficient with yeah. the editing room in terms of pulling the the movie that he wants
1: out of the editing room yeah um it's just funny because like there are really no major changes from the books at least in terms of like the the appearances of everyone and i think the biggest thing is like the dursleys are blonde i yeah. think that's about it like harry, the only real harry looks like exactly like harry potter is described. i can
0: think of like two scenes that were removed from the book yeah with the uh because isn't nearly headless nicks death day party? i believe that's in chamber of secrets is that in the second well either way it's, it's yeah there. it's in chamber of secrets because immediately
1: whichever. following that i think they find mrs norris uh, yes. uh petrified
0: no um, so, really, there's, it's just there's a slight change to the end, I feel like. The, yeah. the final actors, one, one of the puzzles is taken out.
1: Well, it's just funny because, like. And this might just be because J.K. Rowling hadn't finished the book, so it's like we don't exactly know everything that we need to keep. Mm-hmm. But I feel like the ghosts are one thing that can just immediately go because it's just wasting screen time. Yeah. I mean, not that they really take any screen time up in this. Well, it's just funny because, like, Nearly Headless Nick also gets petrified in the second one, and then the ghosts just kind of disappear. Yeah. Until, like, the last one where they had to go to find the Ravenclaw diadem or whatever. Right. And they're like, oh, yeah, remember when ghosts were here? But see, that's the sort of thing, too, where it's like, that's
0: why I feel like as time goes on, the, the world becomes less interesting for these movies. Yeah. Which is why, obviously I'm getting ahead of myself here, but with the sixth one, I feel like one of the biggest missteps is the fact that by that point, it feels more like a generic high school romance movie. As opposed to a, because the sixth book really does feel in a lot of ways like Harry is just living a normal year, yeah, up until the very end in and the then, life, and then everything goes horribly sure, wrong. Sure, but and up until that point, he's living a normal year in the life of a super, uh, or a, a, a student in the super magical wizarding world. Yeah, like it's it's just like what would this, how would this school year go for a normal kid? Yeah, you know, with their relationships and what they're looking at, and I feel like that's a lot of what's really what I really, really love about that book is missed because of the fact that by that point we've kind of stripped away a lot of the the good core elements. The, right. The stuff the, this the secondary stuff that really fills out the world. Yep. And so it misses a lot. Um, which goes back to have we already mentioned our, our Harry Potter miniseries idea? <laughs> I think we did. Did we last mention one. that? I think we did sometime in the Lord of the Rings Hobbit podcast, but
1: My desire is for Either the BBC, preferably something like HBO or HBO Netflix, where, where, we, where we can get a or a, a Either, higher either way, I think the two of them, between the two of
0: them, one of them would would nail it. I think
1: because uh, okay, we I did I definitely think talk about this, the but thing we can go that over most people like about Harry Potter is the cast. Mm-hmm. So that, I think that that's the biggest hurdle you have to overcome with this. I feel like these are ripe for remaking as into miniseries. So each one would be a season. Um, and then the episode count would be relative to the length of the book. Yep. And just have each season one a year for mm-hmm. each book. That would be my my mm-hmm. idea.
0: And don't necessarily make it be like thirteen episodes for. No. Like the way they do the the Marvel Netf- or the Marvel Defender stuff, just be like, hey. Because then you make... I feel like you make it feel like more of an event if you just do... It's sort of like Game of Thrones. Yeah. Where Game of Thrones, the last couple of seasons have been like six and seven, and it's like, oh, we're really building up to the
1: finale here. Where it's like, Like, this is just... Well, like Sorcerer's Stone. You can do that in four episodes. Yep. Four hours.
0: Yep. If you did four hours and you did it the way that this movie is done, with maybe some more proficient camera work and, and, and maybe... Find know, better child I, actors. I, since we're, I almost we're,
1: feel like because it's just automatically TV, they can get away with, sure, with sure. less even amazing even. camera work.
0: But but understand in general, like you know, you're it's 17 years later, so you can probably find better child actors. Like in general, the networks to, to do that are going to be better, and
1: and the resources or are probably better. You just bring back the entire cast and digitally yes. de-age them. Yes. And Grand Moff Tarkin style, we're going to bring back Alan Rickman. Yes. Nobody will be upset. Correct. How could they be? No, and they specifically bring back Richard Harris for the first two seasons, <laughs> and then bring back Michael, and then bring bring Michael Gambon as Dumbledore for the rest of it. I, I figured it out. Let's
0: do it. <laughs> I'm on board. But yeah, I I do think that that would. That's the problem is that watching these, and and again going back to the missed opportunity. Uh, that's that's just my immediate thought is that I'm like, man, I really wish I could get an updated version of this that's just that doesn't kind of walk a line between yeah we have to fit this into two and a half hours and let's just really explore the
1: world yeah well let's get into the pacing a little bit because yeah. like we said it mostly just affects the the beginning sure like well even even the first scene I feel like it just starts weird where it's just they're in little whinging it's kind of foggy at night and then dumbledore just walks in out of nowhere like there's no build-up to it it just kind of oh it just started yeah there there's no drama or attention to it because in the book you know rowling can describe it and she can you know kind of explain what's going on in the scene and, and like we don't need like a dramatic entrance like that but yeah. it's a movie yeah but he just kind of we, we need to give some sort of like okay important thing happening here yeah i don't know it was just very weird and then within like five minutes of that we're already at the uh snake scene where the snake gets out and harry's speaking Parseltongue, yes. tongue but we don't realize that yet um
0: well the the bigger hmm. the bigger kind of problem i have with the opening is that we get the scene we get hagrid leaving harry with dumbledore and or like like at at the dursley's
1: doorstep i love robbie coltrane and he should be in these movies more yes I want um, more Hagrid. Yes. But the, the big thing... Partially why I want to get you to watch those Pierce Brosnan Bond movies, because he's in a couple of those, and he's great. I'm sure. <laughs> uh, he, he plays a Russian gangster. How can you hate that?
0: I can't. You're right.
1: All right. Well, let's, we're watching we're him right watch them right after this. We're watching them uh,
0: back to back to back. Incorrect. So the, the thing is that, like, this movie, it starts off with the scene, of course, straight from the book of leaving harry with the dursleys Yes. right after his parents have been killed then and and so we're, we're left with haggard being really tearful and kind of like you know he's 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 very you know he's he's already going to attach this kid like it's he's it's such a tragic event he's he, you know he's really emotionally attached um there's really not much of a transition to modern day either it's it's kind of just like is it i assume it's i can't remember exactly well,
1: dumbledore is. leaves the note um for the dursleys uh, he says good luck harry potter it zooms in on the scar and then it cuts to the logo and okay. then, and then it cuts to harry in the the uh cupboard yeah
0: that's where i feel like we could be, i feel like that entire opening scene could use a little more flair yeah. a little more lord of the rings intro mm-hmm. fellowship intro flair where it's it's a little more maybe maybe you have you have a neighbor in on on privet drive maybe maybe there's, they there's they they hear like a i don't know that
1: well, it's interesting because I well, it's, it's funny watching the Hobbit movies, and we were complaining about how they doled out the backstory and just yes. kept like repeating themselves. Whereas this one, I feel like overall it's very effective, where we don't really know a whole lot of the backstory. We kind right. of discover it with Harry, right? I don't Which know. is fine. I'm just saying the I'm saying you don't change anything about that opening scene, but just mm-hmm. the overall cinematic. Presentation. So what you're saying is just get Alfonso Cuaron yes. to, to redirect that opening scene, or, or the, whole the movie. entire movie, which is kind of my, or problem. the entire first two movies.
0: Because I'm thinking about this, and as I'm thinking about it, I'm picturing the way that Prisoner of Az- Azkaban plays. Like yeah. it's it's the same idea of just like you there. It, we should really like roll into the logo, and like it should be like it, I feel like the logo just kind of pops up. It's like okay, yeah, playing the music. Um, I don't know. We 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 should. I feel like that opening should be more impactful. Because then it's kind of... Basically, the problem is that we then... We cut to Harry. He's at the Dursleys. Yeah. He has a bad life. Snake scene with the zoo. Oh, they're freaking out about letters. Oh, they're going to the... They're now on an island in the middle of nowhere. The, that's
1: the biggest editing weird thing that, that bothers me is... Yes. They immediately cut from... Oh, we're leaving because all these letters. Uh, uh, they... They won't leave me alone. <laughs> they won't go away. <laughs> and then they immediately cut to they're at this Tim Burton esque uh, tower, weird tower yeah. thing out in like the middle of that nowhere. we see only one shot of yeah. I'm and like, then Hagrid shows up, and it's like I'm like, wait, I thought this was supposed to be like a realistic world. Why are we in like a Tim Burton location? Yes. Yeah. and that's because in the book, it's like they travel around for several days and they exactly. really want to get off the grid because the letters keep following them and i to feel wherever like they go. i feel like the movie could really benefit
0: from that where if it was like okay like a quick montage yeah we're gonna have we're gonna well for one the transition from vernon just going crazy over these letters like i feel like that's very quick yeah it's just like oh he's getting a letter oh he's getting a bunch of letters oh he's going crazy yeah um i feel like we should we should establish
1: more just to his, his performance sure no post on Sunday Sure, it
0: is amazing. Ha! Ah! Um,
1: but it's just, I, I wish we'd flesh that up more. And then, yeah. I want a Dursley's movie. Just them <laughs> hanging. Uh, that would be great. And Dudley's just being a little brat, and he gets away with that, whatever he wants. This could be a very funny movie. I, where's my Harry Potter cinematic universe? This sounds like whatever... Oh wait, there is one. This, I just don't
0: want it. This sounds like the sequel, the, the terrible sequel to National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation that they made with uh, What's-His-Face... From uh, with, Dennis uh, Quaid?
1: Uh, Dennis Quaid's brother, Randy Quaid. Randy Quaid, right, yeah, yeah. Dennis Quaid's a real actor, Okay, Come on. I, I don't know either, it's Come fine. On. Um, anyway, the. Although Randy Quaid j- did help save us from the aliens, so That's correct. I'm, I'm. Accurate information. Fake uh, news.
0: <laughs> but my big thing is, yeah, it's the fact that we cut from there, and it's like, all right, it's freaking out. We gotta go somewhere. And so they just go to this island in the middle of nowhere, and then immediately we're back with Hagrid. It's like yeah okay so well even f- from from our perspective it feels like hagrid has not had i re- like we obviously understand yeah. but they do not emphasize the time difference at all. yeah
1: well even even further hagrid walks in and it's like oh he's big and scary and he bends the shotgun or mm-hmm. whatever and then he's just like oh harry don't do you want to know where your? have you ever wondered why where your mom and dad learned with like everything and he's like well what and then then hagrid just goes you're a wizard harry yeah. and then harry's like i can't possibly be a wizard and he's not i feel like his response isn't exactly natural i feel like it should be more like wait what do you mean a wizard like yep. magic and stuff yep. yep i don't know that that well it's just nitpick it, the, the best comparison i can think of
0: is jurassic park because how long is it in jurassic park before we finally see a dinosaur like, like a, in full on it's a good like 20 30 minutes in right
1: probably like 30 40 minutes right yeah
0: and you don't, i'm not saying you have to take quite that long no but you've got to take some time to build up to everything's real like i i feel like we need we need to it's, it's not even necessarily the, the the confirmation that magic exists but the us see us experiencing it because uh, jurassic park's the same way where it's well, like how jurassic you... park we learn about the we learn the dinosaurs yeah. exist i'm just saying you can flesh out all of those individual scenes we just mentioned it would take some more you would have to do a lot more and obviously they're working within two and a half hours this would take a lot of messing with the second yeah and third acts of the movie kind of um but i feel like it would go a long way to have to really drive home the childhood harry has been living and establish he's been living this childhood this terrible terrible childhood yeah for like 11 years like it's not i know we are told it's been 11 years but we need to really hammer that home and and show how like kind of hopeless and and sad his life is uh and then make it all that much more emotional as well when haggard finally returns cuz we've actually forgotten about him he's not just like one of the last five characters we've seen <laughs> yeah so i don't know i feel like i feel like all of all of that stuff all those elements we just talked about could be fleshed out to make it a lot more effective as an introduction to the world
1: yeah that's fair <laughs> but I, I do think overall once we actually get to the magic stuff and like we get sure, to Diagon sure. Alley and we get we actually start to get to Hogwarts I feel like the movie just kind of it starts to get it's yeah. groove yeah uh, and that's where like we meet most of our, our mm-hmm. principal cast and stuff uh, how, how do you feel about the trio in this this film overall both the characters and the actors
0: I feel like in this movie Emma Watson is the best for one. Would you agree? Disagree?
1: Well, one thing you- I noticed is that I feel like Daniel Radcliffe, at least until he shows up to Hogwarts, he doesn't have that many lines of dialogue. Yeah. Or at least it felt that way. Maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. Um, but if it felt like just there were a, a lot, lot of face reactions. Lot, yeah. Yeah. And it was it was less about dialogue, or whenever he he did say dialogue, he was like just asking questions. Yeah. Um, kind of like Keanu Reeves.
0: Yes sure what (laughs) whoa Uh, yeah uh but emma watson i feel like and and i kind of want to track this harder to see if we get like as we go across these movies try and dial in on that but just she in general i feel like because she is playing almost a very stereotypical child like the personality she has is a very like like oh the the know-it-all kid who who is very pretentious as like yeah, for some reason is very pretentious as an 11-year-old. Yeah. Like that plays pretty well overall I think. Does it
1: bother you that they never say um that her parents are both mog- muggles? I guess they don't. No. It's interesting. Because that's that's why she I, I that's a big part of they don't actually say that that's why she's so like such a know it all. She's but like she she's trying to compensate for not yes being yeah yeah a full on wizard or like having parents that are wizards. So she wants to know everything that way she can you know it's kind of kind of a, a inferiority complex I guess or something yeah. like that. Yeah, and that's again going back to the the
0: cinematic language to be very pretentious about it. Uh, but the the overall way it's, it's presenting things to of like oh plot points plot point plot point plot point kitten calendar kitten calendar <laughs> kitten calendar it's the same way where it's it's they're just trying to deal everything out
1: you where, should get a ringtone of Shia LaBeouf going kitten calendar kitten calendar but sure. it's, it's on a loop sure I'd be okay with that <laughs> I want that um, I want that for you not for me that's fair it's, <laughs>
0: it's movies I feel like in general are a lot more swayed by emotion yeah. and so I feel like in terms of that this adaptation we should be a lot more like alright well what, where is Hermione coming from like I feel like it would be a lot more interesting to explore yeah. her character even at the expense of some particular scenes where, like even some particular scenes that show things happening to her it yeah. would be more effective to, to have her talk to us and tell us about why she is the way yeah. she is I don't
1: know I feel like Ron and even this they don't flesh out that much in the movie um they start to get into it a little bit like he's not as good as his brothers are yes and that's kind of like his his whole thing he's got an inferiority complex right. on that end and that's that's why when he looks the where looks hermione like, has an inferior
0: inferiority complex because her parents or because the, the wizarding world looks down on her family yes. ron well ron is the same way but it's it's his family like kind of is looking down on him if you not know that's interesting
1: I wish they played up that up more, and, and like how the how similar they are, yeah. and that way I might be able to buy it when they actually get together, <laughs> in a way that I don't, at least in the movies. All, I I haven't, all, I haven't gotten there in the books. For all you listeners, uh, Alex is a
0: hardcore. Uh, oh, let's yeah, yeah, try a,
1: and do this. Yeah,
0: there's a there's a name for it. I don't know, for Harry Harry and Hermione. I'm sure that I gotta look it up now.
1: I just feel like their characters are naturally more likely to get together. And I feel like... well, One thing I noticed, I didn't bring this up while we were watching it, a lot of Ryan's... Ryan's? Ryan Johnson's, a lot of Ron's exposition is taken away from him in in these movies and given to other characters. And so these movies, oftentimes... (laughs) I just learned about... Snary for
0: Harry and Snape
1: You heard it here first folks
0: I've, I've found I found a list of I'm, I'm completely interrupting your perfectly valid argument to uh, bring you a list of Harry Potter pairing names by the Harry Potter fandom I was
1: talking about Ron and how they could have made him a more interesting character but go on uh,
0: So common pairing names uh, apparent, apparently most of them do not have there's one for Hermione Granger and
1: Charlie Weasley. <laughs> Who are you people? Do we even see Charlie in these movies? I don't know, cause Bill's uh General Hux, right? Yes. Charlie, I think, may just get rid. Oh, somebody's got to do some weird YouTube video <laughs> where he's, he's doing his his little Hitler Force Awakens speeches, right? I buy it. But apparently, uh. Hi, Bill. How are you? They will bow down to the might
0: of the first order. There's one for Arthur Weasley and Hermione. What are you people doing see, with your lives? I, I wish.
1: Stop. I wish our mic setup was different. That way, I could turn yours off, and that way, I could just talk. So, so apparently, uh,
0: the uh, there, there's ship names in terms of nautical ships. Oh my. So uh, should should we establish the fact that there may be fireworks going on outside?
1: Yeah, because it's the Fourth of July. Even though
0: supposedly they're going to get kicked out of my apartment complex.
1: Go America, everyone! Yeah, uh, in case
0: in case <laughs> it is the Fourth of July that we're recording this on, in, in case you uh, you you were fooled by our our very exotic accents, uh, we are indeed from America.
1: What? <laughs>
0: specifically north america i should specify oh, yeah uh we're
1: canadian yes apparently, apparently
0: <laughs> there's there's a there's a uh, a website that that put put uh, n- ship names such as for albus and minerva for example the hms frivolity and
1: felines why are you still talking um, just stop this this is not... This is not good. This is not good at all. <laughs> oh. Okay. I think the internet just broke Tyler. <laughs> I don't understand. It's so over Harry and
0: Hermione, right? All right, the, the Portmanteau, the, the, the traditional celebrity mashup of the names, is Harmony. I, that's, I, I guess, dumb, but fine. The ship name is the HMS... Pumpkin
1: pie. I'm uncomfortable. I'm officially uncomfortable. I agree. I very much agree. If you'll notice, though, I'm not laughing. Yeah, you are. You're laughing on the inside. It's fine. No, I'm dying on the inside. (laughs) That, too. Um, But what I was saying about Ron... What I was saying about Ron... (laughs) A lot of his exposition in the books is taken from him and given to other characters like like Mm. i noticed many cases when i was reading the first couple books where i'm like oh in the movie they have hagrid say that or they have say that i feel like that just makes ron just come off as that much more of an idiot in these movies or useless and that that bothers me greatly because i feel like i'm not a huge fan of ron in these movies and that's not rupert grint's fault Mm. uh he he gets better as an actor like a lot of the the younger cast does Uh, but I feel like they just play him as too much of an idiot a lot of the time and a lot of times he's just mad at them for very stupid reasons I'm like I know they're teenagers and teenagers are dumb but if they talked about it for even 30 seconds this would be fine yep Um, however that does kind of weave into a positive thing I have about the movie and the book as well I like how they kind of use childlike logic because they're a bunch of eleven-year-olds mm-hmm. a lot of the time. Like how they're like, "Oh no, the, the adults trust us. We're the only ones that can go after Snape, so yeah. we're gonna go after Snape, and we can totally take him on. Yeah. It's fine." Yeah, yeah. I don't know. There's a lot of cases it like that I, agree. that. I That I really appreciate. And then they slowly, of course, they get more skilled. They get more intelligent about mm-hmm. how they approach things. Mm-hmm. Although, I like in Deathly Hallows Part Two. There's a bit where he Harry tells Hermione. Hermione, when have our, any of our plans actually ever worked? We, we we plan, we show up, we get there, all hell breaks loose. Yes. Like, what are we yeah. doing? I don't know. I like Good that. stuff. I like some of the self referential stuff. Uh, You're sure, You're sure. Self awareness. It's nice. is largely just
0: making me want to reread the books.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 don't, I don't want to be that guy, but from what i'm reading so far at least the first couple because those are the only ones i've completed so far they are better than the movies sure and that's not necessarily fair just because the books just have more time to breathe like they can be as long as they need to be uh whereas the movies they do have to have it within a a set runtime
0: yeah
1: i don't know how how do you feel about like the mystery overall like just the general plot Because, like we said, it's not its not different from the book at all. Yeah. Quirrell's connected to Voldemort, and he's got him in the back of his head, and he's hiding behind a turban, and he's trying to get the Sorcerer's Stone. I love how the Sorcerer's Stone is the ultimate MacGuffin. It can make you immortal, and it turns stuff to gold. Like, that is the ultimate MacGuffin. Uh-huh. Well, I guess the ultimate MacGuffin is the Infinity Gauntlet. Never mind. <laughs>
0: It's kind of a weird thing though this is literally just it's a rock it makes you rich and makes you live forever. yeah Yeah. i don't know i mean it's it's fine it's it's well the the, the whole thing with the sorcerer stone and nicholas flamel is kind of odd i feel but
1: i don't know it's just weird because nicholas flamel in the both both mediums never actually shows up yes um did did he need to show up?
0: I don't know. <laughs> I guess not. It's just a it's a weird MacGuffin, um, and it's a weird. I mean the the actual overall setup is fine. It's like oh yeah, they're they're guarding it. And they've all. It feels like more tracks. of an excuse though. Yes, in it's much like, the way
1: that the seeker does in Quidditch. Oh God, let's let's finish that. And we'll segue into <laughs> Quidditch. God, but I feel like the j- j- the general plot. It's a decent little little kids' mystery. It's fine, yeah. um, where like you think it's Snape, and it's like oh, it's clearly Snape because they just play him so much up like the bad guy, and he's an evil prick. Um, Harry ends up naming his son after him. I don't know. <laughs> we'll get there. Um, but then it ends up being Quirrell. It's a nice little 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 switcheroo. Yep. You, you don't see it coming, yep. and, and they play. It's it's Do very obvious job. when you rewatch it. Very obvious in the scenes where that's relevant. Yeah. Like, every time Snape's confronting him, it looks like he's just bullying him, because Snape's just an evil prick. Yes. But it's like, no, he's on the quarrel. Yeah. It's nice. hmm And then I, I like all the little tests that, um... Of course, they cut out the, the poison one. Yes. Um, Which would not have played well, so it's probably smart. But I like how... each one is a test for each... Mm-hmm. Each, uh, you know, her, or Ron, Hermione, and then Harry. Or... What's the see there yeah it's hermione's test in first book, in the book the don't plants. they don't they kind of like the plants it's the keys and then it's the chess
0: in the book don't they kind of uh lay out a little bit more what the who made each trap
1: yes each one is made by a different and, but in the book don't they actually figure that out as they yeah. go along
0: where they talk about that yeah it's kind of neat but i mean they mention that i think in, in the movie when when Hagrid's talking about it, do they not?
1: He might say something about like a different, like the professor. I guess he's. I guess kind of. he's just talking about Fluffy. Where he said, I don't know. Also, I I, I like Fluffy. Fluffy's yeah. only in it for like thirty seconds, but it's a it's a very memorable image. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I like the overall trick with with the mirror, and of course, this is all Rowling not not really the filmmakers, but but just the fact that the only way you can get the stone is if you look in there, and that's what you want most, but only. To not use it, mm. although then I have to ask the question: Well, what happens if the person ends up getting the stone, and then the person who wants it for evil gains is literally right next to them, and then they kill them and take it? Kind of like what Voldemort does. Uh, Dumbledore, you're a moron.
0: <laughs> uh, it's okay. Yeah, he Dumbledore had a closed circuit security cameras the entire time. He was just watching. He's got some popcorn. It's just like, ah, oh, he'll be fine. There's probably a curse or something that'll kill Coral if it tries to touch him.
1: Well, then it starts to get into the weird thing of Dumbledore is planning all of everything so Harry can be like a, like a, a sheep led to slaughter. Yeah. I don't know if that all meshes 100%. <laughs> well, some of it could be, like, a, a lot of it is Dumbledore doesn't exactly know a lot of what's going on mm. and like he slowly develops that plan over the years and he mm. clearly rea- realizes early on that harry is actually special right i don't know you you could probably finagle it so it makes more sense um it, it ain't no i'm the author of all your pain specter nonsense sure. um mostly just because nobody flat out comes out and says i'm the author of all your pain Dumbledore doesn't tell Harry I'm the author of Volume Ten. Could you imagine if Voldemort said we're half brothers, Harry?
0: Yes. Yes, I could. That would be terrible. That would be perfect.
1: And Snape's like, "I'm your brother too." <laughs> and I
0: loved your mother. This is weird. Um, uh, my own <laughs> grandpa. Uh,
1: yeah, it's I don't know, Quidditch. No. You have a problem with Quidditch. So the thing about Quidditch, maybe is it's just because in general I'm not really a sports guy. I like tennis, and that's mm-hmm. like, and I can watch. I, I watch different sports when, like, in social right. okay, on social occasions, like when I when I am, am in a situation where just sports are on. But I don't personally go out and seek sports. Sure, sure. I play a little tennis. That's about it. Mm-hmm. I watch. So it. now comp- <laughs> now complain so- about Quidditch. Mostly, I have no complaints about Quidditch. That's what well, I would say. Well, my my thing is that
0: the so so the Seeker is very clearly established as a plot device for Harry to be super important. Yes. Um, on the team, and I like the overall setup of like oh he Malfoy is messing with uh, Neville's Remembrance and that all th- Sure. <laughs> I like the painter
1: better. <laughs> the thing but, is, I can't remember what I've forgotten. It's my wheel-eyed Gimlet. <laughs> I forgot my wheel-eyed
0: Gimlet. Oh, wait, here's a photo of him. Uh, yeah, it's... It, I, I like that whole setup in the in McGonagall season. That's that's a great little overall idea. Um, and I love how often Malfoy thinks that he's gotten someone, like... he's got he, He's really put Harry in a bind, and then, like, yeah. he totally gets <laughs> rekt for it. Yeah. It's pretty great. Uh, but in general, it's... It, the idea, the, the idea of the Seeker giving 150 points to the team just really bothers me because that's
1: ridiculous. Because, like, the Quaffle going into the normal goals, what, like, 10, 10 points? points? Okay. Yes. it be better if it was one. Just made it that obvious. It, it just doesn't bother me because I... Based on our understanding of Quidditch, like, a lot of the Hogwarts matches, at least the ones that we see in the movie, are not normal matches. Like, a lot of them tend to go on very long. So I understand if, if people are getting, like, 300 points a match, all right, then I understand well, that's, why. Well, that's
0: sort of the thing is that we never really get a good baseline. And there is the one professional Quidditch match that we see in the books and not the movies, which this is just entirely a complaint about something for the books. It does, has nothing to do with the movies because usually the Quidditch matches in the movies, even though effects-wise, they don't look all that great. Oh, we'll see, get to the effects. Uh, they do overall portray them pretty well and have a pretty good sense of, of what's going on. Yeah. It's a pretty fun time. Um, pretty entertaining but i'm just saying with in the one in the one professional quidditch match we do see uh the seeker grabs the the snitch because he doesn't think they're ever going to catch up and he just wants to end the game yeah and so the, the, i i've looked i've literally looked up arguments about this because this is the first time i've really like put thought into this and it was bothering me greatly and and the people talk about oh well you know it's like oh, the seekers have to also be competing with each other to try and like defend the see- the snitch until they have the points to actually win like if, if they're down by a large deficit or I anything. Mean, so i don't know and this is this is a collegiate quidditch as opposed to professional quidditch so it's fine i guess it's just very and apparently like in quote unquote real quidditch, quidditch when when like college colleges like put together quidditch teams um you're familiar. Have you, are, did you are you aware of this? I am aware yeah. of this. Uh, they unfortunately, they, I'm aware. Of they this. only they only do thirty points.
1: Is it just like they have a broomstick between their legs and they run around? How, how does that, that work? Worked. No idea. If that's the case, that's embarrassing. <laughs> I did see some. Arguments. Do they try b- pulling out wands and shooting spells at each other too? <laughs> well, my my bigger
0: question is about the. I think the snitch is a person.
1: They got like confetti and they try tossing yes. it at people. Green confetti. You're, sand. you're dead.
0: <laughs> I th- I I do I do have questions about the 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 bludgers and how that works, in, in a real Quidditch scenario, quote
1: unquote. Oh yeah. So what,
0: I guess it's people. I don't know. It's a weird thing. Um, do
1: do they have like people wearing ball costumes and? Then, but then like, the people going how did, straight lines. Yeah, I was gonna say, how do they know if they're biased? This sounds like the dumbest thing ever. <laughs> uh... It's almost like this was written for a fictional magical universe. <laughs> anyway the point I said is fi- fictional and magical that was redundant apparently
0: when people play that just a bit redundant I don't know what you're talking about <laughs> apparently when people play that they play it with only 30 points as opposed to 150 so take that as you will for this for catching
1: what a plot hole <laughs>
0: <laughs> it bothers me but then again or Wizards are weird it's fine I guess well
1: it's funny that you you kind of talk about that because I have problems and I know it, it has not been addressed in, in the books thus mm-hmm. far um, and I can't remember if it does get addressed I have some very serious logicals with how this universe works. Namely, why are the Weasleys poor? Yeah. Especially when you like walk into the Weasley house in in like the next one and like there's just magic doing all of their chores. No, how are wizards not just all the fat people from Wally? Cuz it's just <laughs> like they wave their wand and the wand just does everything. Do they have spells for, like, their metabolism? Is that is that it? Yes. Okay. That's correct. See, see problem solved. I get it. Follow.
0: They use a bazaar and a unicorn horn and pocket sand. <laughs> and flu powder. <laughs> um, pocket sand, that's what I said.
1: <laughs> but, yeah, and then, like, when they try and get in Bellatrix's vault, uh, mm-hmm. all the gold starts to multiply I'm like, is that a permanent thing? How do they not just like <laughs> copy all the gold in the world? Maybe it's not a permanent thing. Well, they need to tell me this, okay? Was it really relevant at that point in time? No, 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 not at that point. But I need an overall explanation as to why the Weasleys are considered poor and why it's so difficult. Well, like, why is there a class system if everybody has access to magic? That right. just doesn't make sense to me. Sure. And on a certain level, of course, like, you have to buy the resources in order to get that magic. Like, you need to get the textbooks, you need to pay to go to Hogwarts, you need to, you know, do all that stuff. But at a certain point, I feel like there's a cap on the amount of money you need to invest in this. And then after that, you're like, I know magic! Magic things, and then you just live your life. Food? Water? Atmosphere? (laughs) I don't know. Like, like if it does get addressed in the books, I I will get there, of course. But at this point, I I just that's always I don't believe it really does. That's always been a huge logical I've had in in the Harry Potter universe. Mm-hmm. Um. And maybe that's one of the reasons I've never really been able to get like really super invested in Harry Potter in the way I've I've been able to get invested in other universes. Mm-hmm. Um. Well, it's just weird because just the amount of detail that Rowling puts into it. Like, I, yeah. I I was watching videos or just, like, interviews with her, and she's like, yeah, here's this whole list I've made of Harry's entire class. That way I can sort of figure out who's related to who and whose parents end up being Death Eaters and all that stuff. I'm like, you got this all in, like, a chart. Yeah. That's an amazing amount yeah. of, of thought you've put into yes. that. And, like, I feel like she, she does that with everything. Mm. And just to kind of skip over something Well, I'm sure if you ask her, she has an example. I don't know. She probably does, but I feel like that's a very obvious question that Harry should be asking. Like, wait, Ron, why are you poor? Yep. Why Why is Draco yeah, that rich? Would be, that would be an easy thing to go
0: for. Yeah. It's just like, as a kid, it's like, you wouldn't even have a filter for that. You're just like, oh, how are you poor? Yeah.
1: I don't know. I don't know. So what I'm trying to say is F minus, complete incomprehensible nightmare. Uh, thanks, yep. Warner Brothers, you screwed it up again. Yep, it's all their fault. <laughs> <laughs> um how do you feel about the digital effects overall? I feel like that's one of the last main talking points we need to discuss. And while you're continuing to look at shipping uh, names no. for, for the relationship, I, I was Harry gonna bottle.
0: say I was gonna say I'm seeing an argument that. The fact that they do that—that that the Weasleys do have to send seven children. Oh, to, you actually uh, looked this up, okay? To Hogwarts, th- this is not something J.K. Rowling said. This is just fan arguments. Okay. Uh, the fact that the Weaslings did have to send seven children to Hogwarts. Okay. Is draining still doesn't really answer how they actually like. D- th- th- I guess the the ultimate well, issue. Well, is okay, just, okay.
1: His, f- Ron's father has a job at the Ministry of Magic. You would assume he gets a at least a decent paycheck from that he's working for the government decent paycheck um if they can get magic to do everything other than buying their supplies that their kids need for school this is an interesting and surprisingly I feel like there's a
0: cap this is an interesting and surprisingly deep like philosophical deeply philosophical and complex like Response to this? Oh no! And I don't like their. I don't like they're intending for this to be this this complex. But like when they point this out, this just like hurt my brain. It, they, it, po- is, it, f- is, it,
1: is it is it saying that I'm right? No. Yes. Maybe
0: someone <laughs> pointed out that if the Weasleys can make like they can just make something, then every other wizarding family can make something. So you can't make money off of that. Yeah. Like if they can just make an object. Yeah. But then
1: it's like yeah so it's almost like I said his father makes makes his money from working at the Ministry of Magic like that's how they get their income and then uh, Molly's just a stay-at-home mom I guess
0: oh god there's, there's a Gamps law of artificial something
1: oh there's an actual thing yes okay what what is it? What is this 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 law that that we're looking at here? We're 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 solving the, we're we're solving the answer the the questions that that break apart the Harry Potter universe. All right, all right.
0: Here we go. Here we go.
1: So in the books, at some point, I don't know when, in Deathly Hallows,
0: I don't know why it, it takes that long for them to get to this, and it's like late in Deathly Hallows. It's
1: probably when they go to the vault at Gringotts.
0: No, no, actually, um, oh, it's it's about Neville's talking about Aberforth and getting food from him. Yeah, and he says um so 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 the the it's because of the fact that the room the fancy room that the what, what's it, the room of requirements yes yes it doesn't provide them food and, okay. and so ron ron surprises people by knowing that food is one of the five exceptions to gamp's law of elemental transla- transfiguration and so that just got thrown out there at some point so apparently there's there's a thing So,
1: you can't turn things into food.
0: Yes, and so apparently, and that's, it doesn't really uh, explain things. Oh, well, in the books, even, they say uh, everything you, when they are talking about the vault, they say everything you touch and burn will, or touch will burn and multiply, but the copies are worthless.
1: Ah. So, if you copy diamonds, they're just all cubic zirconia. (laughs) Yes. All right. Good to know. So, Tyler. If you're done reading that, which you don't look like you're done reading that, this is riveting uh, podcast material right here. <laughs> I'm very... I'm suddenly just... I've gone too deep. I'm all the way down. So what did you think of the special effects Pretty Ben? <laughs> <laughs>
0: Uh, there's a lot of CGI broomstick flying that is just terrible. <laughs> yeah, because they CGI the. In- they went for it. I, I gotta give them credit. They just go for it and they try to CGI the entire kid and they do. They do generally try to play- to only use it for scenes where they can kind of hide it at least a little. Yeah, but they don't always. They, it's it's amazing
1: how blatant it is in some scenes, like uh, when Harry jumps on top of the cave troll like we don't ever actually see digital harry's like face full on but you can tell it just it's a a little cartoon character yeah uh yeah the the biggest thing is is the quidditch matches and it's mostly just because it's super bright um when it's super bright it's just more difficult to hide the 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 special effects yep uh just because they're not as detailed and they're not as refined so Mm -hmm. if they're going to be in broad daylight can't really hide that um I don't know. It, it, it is funny comparing it to Fellowship of the Ring because Fellowship of the Ring still holds up, yes. really, really, really well. Better than most movies that are made today. Yes, um, but this movie, I, I don't know. the The special effects for the Harry Potter movies are an interesting mixed bag. Because hmm. um, I'm thinking of like Grop in Order of the Phoenix, like he does not look good at no. all. Okay. Uh, interesting. We'll we'll have to yeah. continue to discuss that as we as we go.
0: Fluffy looks pretty good. Fluffy looks good. It's I mean it's still cartoonish. It's, yeah. you can. It's obviously it, it, it was reminding me a little bit of uh, Scooby and or Scrappy Doo from the live action Scooby Doo movies, uh, also made by Warner Brothers. Right, all their
1: fault. Um, but
0: generally he looks yeah, he looks pretty good. Looks he
1: holds up. Voldemort on the back of Coral's head looks okay. Yeah. Um. Pretty freaky. Of course, it's going to bother me, just continuity-wise, that it looks and sounds nothing like Ray Fiennes as Voldemort. Um, sure. Like, the, he doesn't even have a, a kind of snake-like appearance in his so, face. Yeah. It's like, well, he's he's part of Quirrell's body. Maybe that's yeah. why. Like, there's, there's throwaway reasons why.
0: The troll does look fairly
1: bad. <laughs> looks better than the cartoon people. Yes, that's true.
0: Um... I appreciate that the chess thing is entirely practical effects.
1: Until they, they actually start Oh, right, never no, mind. You're right.
0: But I'm talking about... I'm specifically talking about the way that things break. Yeah, um, yeah you're right. Uh, not, that, not that you mentioned it, there are a couple of scenes in there where they, they have... And, and when they animate them, it looks <laughs> pretty bad.
1: I've never played chess. I've never been interested in chess. Really? Partially because it's not wizard's chess. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like if I play that, I'd be like, oh, this is just lame. Oh, checkmate. Like, oh, there's... Alright, we're done. Yeah. <laughs> As opposed to, oh my god, you just beat the crap out of your little piece. <laughs> now it's yeah. dead. Yeah. In like Ron's little handheld set, do, do the pieces like fix themselves? I was How asking does that the same work? question.
0: I'm not really sure. I'm sure it explains it in the book or something. But I can't remember. completely missed it.
1: <laughs> See, that's, that's the thing. Rowling is so good at the world building and there's just so many details that she packs into the book without yeah. being like really doesn't bother me. It is very... It, it's, it's interesting to compare her with Tolkien, where Tolkien's yes. just, like, so obsessed with the details, and he's like, I'm just gonna tell you everything. Yes. And Rowling just, like, I feel like she's a lot more... Conservative. ...targeted with, <laughs> sure, with her sure. her exposition. uh, And maybe that's why I like her a lot better. Um, well, Tolkien's
0: not even really necessarily... It's all exposition as much as it's all thoughtful. Yeah. It's all very slow, yeah. and it's very... I don't even know what the word it's it boring sure sure it's just <laughs> terrible no um talk talking when i read when i read the book because it's it does give it is a different feel from the the um the movies and when i read when i read lord of the rings it's it's it immediately takes you into that world yeah. if, if you can get into into actually reading it where it's just very like yeah you are you are in a completely different bygone era um very different style yes
1: Boring. Sure. <laughs> all right. Let's. Let's. I think. I think we're about done here, dude. Anything else? Any. Any closing thoughts before we get into I think we, we got it all covered. Okay. Um. Now, what? What, what are you? What are you giving it? What you thinking? I don't even know. Um. Oh. Okay. B minus. All right. B minus. Um. I'm thinking C plus right now. Okay. Um. And it's. It's fine. Yes, like I said, I think the cast and the, well, of course, the story itself. It's one of those things where it's not. It, it was never going to be terrible if they just stuck with the story. Exactly, and it's. it's but so it was never going to be m- much above average yes. if that was that If means. it was
0: just like. It's so difficult to yeah. judge something that is this close of an adaptation. Yeah. Um, so as an adaptation, I'm giving it a B minus as a, as a straight up adaptation. Yes, yeah. like.
1: I, I'm trying to take everything into account'm trying and, to take, tra- and
0: kind of taking into account some of the pacing stuff and of course the, the
1: pacing for, flat camera work flat for it, for the purposes Strange, of wonky and you had never
0: watched or read any Harry Potter medium before this point and you were just watching the movie
1: yeah yeah I think it's a decent start yep the only problem is with, with this idea that we have for for the, uh, a mini series to completely remake this stuff mm-hmm. this is so close to to the movies I feel like a lot of people if they're watching that first season of Sorcerer Stone they're going to feel it's redundant well, that's, and kind of wasting their that's, time
0: that's why you have to you have to I mean A obviously the new cast is interesting but B you you have to completely revamp the I think the style of it yeah um and in general you you have to make it feel like a TV show and not like a movie where yeah. you you are actually establishing things that happen from like and you could even maybe stretch it out farther to do that, to set up more. I mean, especially if J.K. Rowling was working on it, you could you could
1: do more to set up the. Quit doing your Fantastic Beast crap! Nobody wants to see Johnny Depp as Wizard Hitler! I don't know what you're talking about. That's all I
0: asked for the first. the moment <laughs> I finished reading uh, Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone at Seung child, It's like, this is pretty good. But I, it would be a lot better if there was Johnny Depp as Wizard Hitler in it. You can find us online at herecometh You can find us on Twitter at sequels and you can find us uh, through Gmail at the sequels at gmail.com. You can also find us on iTunes and YouTube by searching Here the Sequels.
1: Indeed. We're not on Indeed. I'm sorry, we're not hiring. <laughs> that's, not, that's not correct. Or we are? Send in your
0: applications now. We'll pay you negative five Here Come the Sequels Bucks. <laughs>
1: I get paid that every episode. <laughs> I've. Well, you will one, get one thing I thought Disney of. Disney checks. One thing I thought of, and I, we briefly brought this up, but I feel like they, they should get a lot more into Harry's head mm-hmm. in, in if they were to do a remake. Um, and maybe you would do that through him narrating, um, or yeah. maybe you just give him more screen time to it, do It's things.
0: just you give him more screen time and you give him more time to uh, bounce off people. Yeah. That sort of thing. I, I think that would. Be a lot more effective. It, it, it's just it's just about giving, in the way that this movie gives certain scenes a lot of time to breathe. Yeah, it's about giving all the scenes that much time to breathe.
1: Also, final thought. One little nitpick I have is that there's little bits of dialogue occasionally from the kids. I'm like, I don't know what they just said, <laughs> and I don't think that's so much a. It's a British thing where they have British accents and I can't tell what they're saying because yeah. they're British. I think it's more if they're little
0: kids and I can't tell what they're saying. I think it's because they're little British kids and you can't tell what they're saying because they're
1: little kids and they're British. But like we have the this, this, this subtitles on I'm like, wow, I've never actually thought about, like I, don't, I never not I Although I was surprised that I
0: usually pick that up because I feel like you hear a lot better than I do. Yeah. I don't know. But I usually was like, oh, he said this and you're like, what? It's
1: all the lippery. <laughs> That's what it is. <laughs> it's all the lippery. It's all in the lip reading. We're gonna get T-shirts made that say yes. that. <laughs> just gonna and have... then
0: people are gonna confuse us with a bad lip reading guy. And it's then gonna be fine. no,
1: it's gonna have Ron's screaming face as he gets stabbed <laughs> on the chest piece. That's gonna be superimposed on the T-shirt. It's, it's like all in a, the it's lip reading. Like readings. a pencil graphic, yeah. like like trace of it. Yeah, it's all in the pencil <laughs> or the lip reading. I almost said it's all in the pencil reading. <laughs> all right, everybody. Thanks for listening. We'll we'll see y'all next time. Even though we don't actually see you people, um, we'll see y'all next time for Chamber of Secrets. Tyler's about to lose his glasses, which I'm shocked that Harry never really does. Uh, that was a bad. That was a bad segue. And you should feel At least it's not like Velma and Scooby Doo. You know what I'm saying? No. I, I can't find my glasses. You know that's that's why you know they always say the art, '90s called. They want the cartoon back. You know, art is subjective. Nothing is real. All right. <laughs>